Welcome to Chapel of Joy Prayer Network. We hope that the following message would edify and encourage you today. Now let's welcome Apostle Dr. Benny King and Reverend Mrs. Stella King. And that was why the man took it very serious. That if God could send an angel to me and tell me to call Peter to tell me something, there must be some things about that Peter and whatever message he had that is so important. So on that day, Cornelius prepared himself, called the whole family, called the whole house. They were waiting for Peter. There were other things that happened before Peter got there. Very awesome story. We didn't read the whole story there. Before Peter could go there, Peter was in a, 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 a person's, a brother's house, who, you know, he was spending some time in a, a brother's house, a person called Simon. This guy fixes, uh, uses, works on leather and fabrics and all that. And he was there, he was hungry, you know, waiting to have lunch. Suddenly he fell in a trance. God showed him a vision, how he saw plenty animals. He said, arise, kill and eat. And, and Peter said, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Because from his religious upbringing, there were some animals that you don't eat. There are some animals according to the law you don't. So Peter said, no, no, no. These are unclean animals. I'm not going to eat it. So that voice told him, what God has sanctified, don't call unclean. That happened three times. And after that, then the Spirit of God spoke to him. Holy Spirit spoke to him. I told him, Peter, there are three people out there waiting to see you. That's an awesome encounter. The three people, he never met these people. He didn't know anything about them. But, and, and God showed him a vision and while he was thinking about what it means, God, this voice is telling me to eat what is unclean. What, what does that mean? Arise and clean. Eat. Arise and, and, and kill. And then he heard a voice. Three people are waiting for you. And those three men from Cornelius came to him. It was then that he understood what was going on. Because at that time, the gospel has never reached the Gentiles first. It was among the Jews that you had the whole story about the gospel. Peter, after Jesus rose from the dead and they all experienced salvation, they didn't know this salvation was for everybody. They thought it was just for the Jews. And they were there talking to only the Jews about that Jesus is the savior of the world and all that. And when he now learned that God is saying, no, that Jesus is the savior of the whole world, not just the Jews. And I'm sending you to non-Jews, the Gentiles, uh, in Europe, and to a man called uh, Cornelius and his family. And that was the first time the gospel came to Europe uh, through Cornelius and all that. So when he got there, they were so amazed, waiting for the big thing for Peter, this guy to come. So when he got in there, let's look at what happened there in book of Acts chapter 10. And let's read from verse 30. I'm going to show you this. Acts chapter 10 from verse 30. And Cornelius said, he told Peter, when he sting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard and thy arms are heard in remembrance in the sight of God. So we're seeing here, Cornelius was describing his experience. We were told in the other part that it was an angel that came. But here, he was saying that that angel looked like a man, looked like a human being. So sometimes angelic beings, when they appear, they look like human beings, and yet they are supernatural beings. So that's what we're learning here. 
And it's what happens next that will tell you you're not dealing with a natural person. Amen. Okay? So he said, uh, it, 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 they told him, your prayer is heard, and thy arms are heard in the remembrance in the sight of God. Let's do verse 32. Verse 32 said, and send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon, eternal, by the seaside who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. So what Peter was going to say was so important, so relevant, that God had to send an angel to, bring them, to, him, to send him to bring the message. Let's, let's move on. Verse 33, it says, it says, verse 33 says, let's go on, verse 33. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now, therefore, are we all here, present before God, to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. So they were waiting. And I tell you, you are here right now waiting to hear what God has for you. You should never make coming to church just a religious thing. There's something God has for somebody here today. If I were you, I would say, that's me. You see, whenever God is speaking, he has something special for you. Amen. And he can send a man like me, just like he sent Peter, to speak. And today, God is going to tell you something that is going to help you to move to the next level he has for you and your house. In Jesus' mighty name, shout hallelujah, somebody. And so, let's, let's go to verse 34. Verse 34 says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. So one of the things we're going to learn is that God is no respecter of persons. Amen. Look at him and say, learning life that God is no respecter of persons. Rich or poor, God is good to all. Amen. Rich or poor, God is good to all. Black, white, indigo, red, yellow, God loves all. Amen. I want you to know he's no respecter of persons. He doesn't respect you because of the passport you carry or because of your degree, amen, he doesn't respect person. He is God all by himself. In other words, like an ocean, you can't diminish him, amen. Tell like an ocean, you can't diminish him. Ocean is full of water. It can't diminish it, praise God. If you go there and say, uh, you draw a cup of water from the ocean, it doesn't make any difference, Amen. God is bigger than your situation. He's bigger than what the enemy is up to in your life. Amen. I declare to somebody today that you will witness how big God is. You will see that he's bigger than whatever thing that is against your life trying to frustrate you, hinder you. Amen. So he say he's no respecter of persons. And if he is no respecter of persons, you can imagine the devil as a person coming against you, he doesn't respect him. He doesn't respect the problem he brings. There is no problem that is too big for God to solve. Look at him and say, there is no problem that is too big for God to solve. Some of you here have financial problems. Some of you have some family problems. Some of you have some health issues right now. And you're struggling with it. But I declare to somebody that today, the mighty hand of God will move in a such a way that you will look and say, of a truth. God 
is no respecter of person. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I thank you that you are bigger than what I'm going through. And I thank you that my breakthrough is a done deal in the name of Jesus. Now, if you believe it, lift up your hands and say, Lord, I receive my breakthrough right now. I receive my breakthrough right now. I receive my change of testimony right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, for everyone that lifting up their hand, speak to them, speak to them, speak to them, or move them to that level where they can testify that of a truth, God is no respecter of persons. Give him praise and glory, somebody. Now let's go forward. Verse 35, verse 35, Peter said, In every nation, he that feared him and walked in righteousness is accepted with him. Amen. Now we're seeing that God says that if you do the, what is required, no devil can stop your miracle. Amen. If you do what God has commanded, no devil can stop you. I declare from today, you're going to do what God wants you to do. Say, I will do what God wants me to do. Say, I will do what God wants me to do. I'm not going to wait for my friend to do it. I'm not going to look at their neighbor, whether they're doing it. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Do I have a witness here today? Do I have somebody who is making a decision to do what God wants him to do so that you can receive what God wants you to receive? How many of you want to do what God wants you to do? Say, Lord, just say it and I will do it. Say, God, just say it and I will do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Once you do it, God accepts it. Amen. God closes that deal and nobody can stop your miracle. There was a woman called a woman with issue of blood. Some of you must have heard preachers preach that story. The woman was dying. Doctors tried their best. She was going to die anyway because doctors have done everything they knew. And suddenly she heard about Jesus. And when she heard about Jesus, and what she heard about Jesus triggered a different kind of faith in her, a different kind of belief. She began to believe for the first time that she was not going to die. She began to believe for the first time that she was going to live and not die. And she said, and suddenly, uh, God began to speak to her by his prayer and said, well, if you believe that, then do something about that. Amen. If you believe that, do something about it. You see, many people say they believe, but they are not doing anything about what they believe. Amen. You're coming here today is a corresponding action to what you believe. Shah hallelujah. And the woman, God told her, you go touch the hem of his garment and you're going to be healed. He didn't say go talk to Peter. He didn't say go talk to Andrew. He didn't say go, go there and everybody notice you. Go there and tell everybody your problem. He said, no, 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 God knows your problem. God knows your problem. He knows how to solve it. Sometimes God is like, the, the church is like a savings bank. Say savings bank. Say savings bank. Well, man, souls, you, 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 you surrender your life to God. You are saved. And when you come to the bank, you don't go to the bank and tell everybody your PIN number. Is that what you do? You want to cast out foolishness from you. You don't go to the bank and you want to withdraw some uh, $20,000 and you tell the people on the line, say, I want to withdraw $20,000 here. It's a silence oppression. Say silence oppression. It's a silent. In fact, some people, when you see them signing their signature and putting their opinion, they're looking around, making sure nobody is seen. I declare today that you're going to do a silent business with God. 
you're going to do some quick transaction with God here today that will amaze you that God himself will say I see you I see you I see you I hear you I know what you've been going through and I want to see you through I want to touch you I want to heal you I want to deliver you I want to help you how many of you want that today say I do how many of you want to have some interaction with with God of God Almighty today so somebody want to step away from just level of religion and just you know from fair say God I, I just want to hear from you I want you to touch me I want you to uh, I want you I want you to just minister to me today and he will do that praise God he is no respecter of persons every nation everywhere everywhere you are if you do what he has commanded no devil can stop you from making the progress you need hallelujah now let's go to the next verse verse 36 says the word which God sent unto the children of Israel bring preaching peace by Jesus Christ his Lord of all Look at your number say, your miracle begins with a word from God. Say, your breakthrough begins with a word from God. Say, no word from God, no breakthrough. No word from God, no miracle. Somebody is going to hear from God today. Somebody is going to receive a word from today that will change your life forever. Abraham was changed by the word he heard. Abraham became Abraham by the word he heard. Each time we hear the word of God and you receive it, your life is about to change. Hallelujah. I said somebody's life is about to change here today. I said no more short change. No more short change. No more marking time. No more struggling with that situation. You're going to receive the word that will tell you break away. Break away. Go forward because I am with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more religion. I want relationship. I want something that is real. I want something that will change my life. The word, not just a word, the word that will change my life. The word, the word that will change my family. The word that will birth faith by which I'm going to live by. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now watch this. Jesus is the Lord of all. Say he's the Lord of all. There is no other Lord that will not bow to this Lord. Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things underneath the earth. Now, I've had a little experience with Jesus. I've worked with him for the ministry for over 40 years. Over 40 years. Look at you and say, he's looking so young and handsome, and yet he's done it for 40 years. Amen. It's like 40 days with me. Amen. I found out that Jesus never fails. I found that he will always deliver. Amen. He will always deliver on promise. Amen. And I found that the devil is scared of that name. The devil is scared of the name of Jesus. The devil is afraid. He wanted to have religion. He wanted to have everything. But when it comes to Christ, he doesn't want to have none of it. Cornelius had everything going for him, but he didn't have Jesus. He had religion. He had fasting and praying. He had all the motion. I can tell you, people knew about him in the city because he was giving arms. He was a giver. And if it was in our day, they would be talking about him in the news. He would be in the network news. Oh, that guy that is a philanthropist. He's the one supporting the things happening, giving to the homeless and helping. But he needed Jesus Christ. Look at him and say, everybody needs Jesus. 
everybody needs Jesus. He is the Lord of all. Let's go quickly. Verse 37 says, That word I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. And verse 38, verse 38. Now, if you look at the story of John, John preached about Jesus. John was pointing to people to Jesus. John was baptizing people unto repentance, but the end game was for them to know Christ. Amen. Look at your name and say, any repentance without Christ still keeps you in a bad shape. Now, John was making people to recognize that living wrong is wrong, but you needed Christ to understand the whole thing God is about. That it was because of Christ that we are redeemed. Hallelujah. It's because of Christ that Satan has no right over you or my family. Amen. So let's go forward. So Peter now began to say, John started this story and the disciples followed through. And he said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Look at your neighbor and say, the anointing is on Jesus. Say, the healing anointing is on Jesus. The healing anointing is on Jesus. And anyone that represents him, preaches him, standing in his name, that anointing flows. That anointing is flowing here right now. That anointing is going to touch somebody right now. The healing anointing is on Jesus. And as you stand today to engage and relate with him, that anointing is going to touch you. Shout hallelujah. Bible say, God anointed Jesus. And that means that God wants you healed. Say, God wants you healed. Say, God wants me healed. God wants me free. God wants me delivered. God anointed Jesus for the purpose of bringing healing for you and for me and for our family. No matter whatever you are afflicted with, the anointing on Jesus can deal with it. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. No matter what you are afflicted with, the anointing on Jesus can deal with it. Hallelujah. You see, he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. So we are seeing when you're dealing with the healing business of God, you're dealing with God himself. Amen? So when it comes to the healing business of God, you're dealing with God himself. And that's why you must recognize that if it's God that is going to do it, then he can handle it. Amen? Say, God can handle this. I speak to that problem in your life right now to answer to the word of God. I say, God, who is bigger than it, is dealing with it right now. I command that situation in your body to bow to the word of God in the name of Jesus. I command that situation in your family, in your relationship, in your business, to bow to the word of God right now in the name of Jesus. If it is God that is an, that anoints, then you know the devil can disappoint. Amen. Look at you and say, where God anoints, no devil can disappoint. If he tries to disappoint, he will come against God himself. If he tries to fight you, God himself will fight him. Look at you and say, God is fighting for you. Say, God is handling it for you right now. And no devil can win this battle. Amen. I see you winning it and giving a testimony. I see you surviving and sharing with the rest what God has done. Hallelujah. 
Say, I have a testimony. Say, I have a breakthrough testimony. Say, God is handling my matter right now. Give him praise and glory. Give him praise and glory. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. So we're seeing the Holy Spirit is in the healing business. The anointing breaks the yoke. Say the anointing breaks the yoke. There is no amount of yoke. There is no amount of bondage the enemy tried to put in your life to bring you in a place of disadvantage that can stop the anointing from breaking. I declare today by reason of the anointing in this house, by reason of the anointing going through this airwave, that every yoke in your life, yoke of Satan, bondage, everything the enemy is trying to hold, used to hold you captive, today I command it to break. 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 I said, break up, break up, break up, break up, break up, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. If you receive it, shout hallelujah. Now, if you look at Cornelius, Cornelius was ready. Say, Cornelius was ready. He was ready. Say, God, bring it on. I'm ready. Bring it on. Just like when you, a person that needs the doctor's help, if you genuinely need doctor's help, you'll be ready. If you need that surgery and you want to do something, you'll be ready. They tell you, you sign a signature. You want to say, where do you want me to sign? You sign. And when you lie on the table, you're saying, I'm ready. And when the anesthetist puts you to sleep, you say, I'm ready. And once you're ready, it's no longer, you've done your part, then the surgeon will do his part. Amen. Once you say, God, I'm ready, then God will do his part. Shout hallelujah. Say, God, I'm ready. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm ready. Say, Father, I'm ready right now. Just go ahead and do your part in my body. Go ahead and do your part. Say, Holy Spirit, touch me. Touch me, touch me, touch me everywhere in my body, in my heart, in my soul. Whatever is the problem in your body, I see the anointing touching you right now. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Look at your neighbor say, if you're dealing with God, you're dealing with power. If you're dealing with the anointing, you're dealing with power. You're not dealing with something that is ordinary. You're dealing with God's power. I decree right now by God's power that that problem in your body, problem in your mind, problem in your home, problem that been holding you back, I command it to break right now in pieces. I command it to scatter in the name of Jesus. I say you are rising up out of this. You are getting up. I say you are standing up. Say I'm standing up. Say I'm standing up. Say I'm being healed. I'm being made whole. I'm being delivered by the power of God. He says he went about doing good. So two things. Jesus had the anointing. He had the power. Then the next thing that came out of that was goodness. Say goodness. I declare that every evil the devil is pushing in your life, in your home, in your marriage, in your business, today is the end of it in the name of Jesus. I say goodness shall come out. I said good testimony shall come out. I say sweetness shall come out. Out of your testimony. I say God is turning the evil. The enemy have men, men, things he had meant for evil in your life. I see God turning around for your good. Hallelujah. Say God turn it around for my good. That is why Jesus came to our life. To do us good with the power, the healing power of God. To bring deliverance. Then you say healing all that will oppress of the devil. Look at you and say, God's healing is for all. Say, God's healing is for how many? 
for all. God doesn't discriminate. He doesn't say because you're from China, I can heal you. Or you're from Africa, I can heal you. Or you're from Europe, I can No, no, no. It doesn't matter where you come from. God's healing is for all. And all he's waiting for is your call. Hallelujah. Just once you call upon him, the healing flows. Once you look unto him, the healing flows. He's a healing all that we oppress of the devil. Then we're seeing that certain sicknesses happen because of demonic oppression. Look at the end of say, people go through certain things because of demonic oppression, because of devilish oppression. Whether you like it or not, devil is real. Just like angels are real, devils are real, the demons are real. And I want you to know that every oppression against you or your family, I declare today the hand of God is breaking it. I declare God's hand is breaking it. I command it to break, 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 break right now. Every oppression against your mind, oppression against your body, oppression against your relationship, oppression against your children, every oppression against your business, every oppression against your, 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 your heart, your, your spirit. I said today, I command it to break in Jesus' name. I said, break up. I say, you foul spirit, come out. Come out of that body. Come out of that man. Come out of that woman. Loose him, let him go. Loose her, let her go. I say, you're free, you're free, you're free, you're free, you're free. I say, you're free, you're free, you're free, you're free. In the name of Jesus, say, I am free. Say, the word sets me free. Say, Jesus makes me whole. He said, God was with him. So God is always there where his healing power is present. God is always there where he is healing. He's always there where he's delivering. So God is here right now to make good the word you're hearing. Hallelujah. Now let's read the rest of the story and we begin to pray. If you read, Peter said, this is Jesus. That's all Jesus is about. To heal you, deliver you, set you free, and bring you to a position where you can experience God's love and know that God loves you more than the devil hates you. And know that it's not about religion. Religion cannot cut it. You need something more than religion. You need a relationship with God who is your healer, who is your deliverer. And there's something more Peter said. If you look at it, Peter said that Jesus, he said, we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hung on a tree. So Jesus died on the cross. Look at your number say, facts. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died for you. Jesus died for me. I was in Israel some years ago, and I, one of the places I went was the garden tomb, the place where Jesus was buried, you know, historically. That, that was the place he was buried. The garden was bought by a guy called Joseph Arimathea. He was a wine dresser. He was a big, big merchant. He was a rich guy. That's why he could talk to the governor, the pilot, you know, and he buried Jesus in his private tomb. Now, Jesus died on the cross. It's a fact of history. A fact that international deadlines say we are in, the, uh, in AD 2022, after the death of Christ, Arno Domini. Child of God, I want you to know that Jesus died on the cross. Why did he have to die? Because of your sin and my sins. Because of your sins and my sins. For God so loved the world that he did what? Gave his only begotten that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Let's look at verse 40. Verse 40 says, it says, Him God raised up 
the third day and showed him openly. Look at your number say, Jesus not only died, he was raised up from the dead on the third day. So we are not serving a dead religious leader. Jesus is alive. Look at your number say, he is alive. Say he is alive. Now, what makes church exciting is not the Jesus on the cross. It's the Jesus that rose from the dead. Let me say it again. What makes church exciting place to be is not the Jesus hanging on the cross and you wearing that cross and getting double crossed by the devil. It is the Jesus that rose from the dead. Today, the scripture describes him as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is too dangerous for the devil. And when he shows up, the devil runs for cover. Shout hallelujah. And he is alive. The devil thought that by killing him, they are going to stop him. He didn't know by killing him, they are going to give opportunity for him to raise up many more sons and daughters like you and me. Amen. So Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, so that our faith in God can be validated. Without his death and resurrection, nobody could be forgiven. Nobody could be, be, be accepted back to God. Nobody. Nobody. What Jesus did was to pay the price of Adam and Eve. The price they, 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 they caused, the problem they created that made man fall short of the glory of God, separated from God. Nobody can genuinely stand before God. And because Jesus paid that price by dying in your place and my place and rose from the dead, today we can stand up and say, devil, that sickness, you can't put it on my body anymore. That problem, you can't put it in my family anymore. That poverty, you take it back. Amen. You can rise up and Tell the devil, get out. Hallelujah. That's why after Jesus rose from the dead, the first thing he told anyone that believed in him, he said, this sign shall follow them that believe in me. Number one sign is that in my name they shall do what? Cast out devil. In my name they shall do what? Cast out devil. You need to tell the devil, no, you don't have a chance anymore in my life. You don't have any right in my body. You can't put that sickness on me anymore. You can't hold me down anymore because Jesus Christ is my Lord and I'm going to serve him and follow him the rest of my life. Now watch this. This is very interesting stuff. Peter was telling this story. Remember an angel told Cornelius, go call Peter. Let him tell us this story. And Peter was telling the story. He said, God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day. Verse 41 says, verse 41 says, not to all that God made him to sh God showed himself God God revealed Jesus because if somebody rose from the dead you want to know about it is that correct if somebody rose from the dead you want to know this one amen now Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead people saw Lazarus amen so when Jesus rose from the dead people have to see him to prove it Bible says not to all the people but unto witnesses chosen before of God even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. I wanted to note that scripture. When I saw that scripture, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Peter was saying that after Jesus rose from the dead, God showed him to his disciples. God showed him. Remember, Thomas had to touch his hands. And Thomas that was doubting, he said, my God, he believed. Jesus showed himself 
that he rose from the dead. In many ways, there was a time he showed himself to 500 people at one time. Now, the scripture says here that after he rose from the dead, he stayed with his disciples for 40 days. Say 40 days. Now, 40 days is long enough for somebody to get convinced. Is that correct? He stayed with them 40 days, teaching them, sharing the word with them, resurrected Jesus. Shout hallelujah. And the scripture says they ate with him and drank with him after, after he rose from the dead. This is awesome stuff. That is very, very powerful. That after Jesus rose from the dead, he ate Beck and Shack. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, he, they, he met Peter by the sea and met Beck for him, met Beck and fish for him. He ate with the disciples and drank with them. He is alive today. Say he's alive today. And if he's alive, this is where I'm going to, if he's alive, he would do the same thing he, he normally does. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, he went about doing what? Good. He will do good to you and your family. Amen. He healing all. He will heal your body. Amen. Delivering all from the oppression of the devil. He will deliver you today. Shout hallelujah. No more the devil harassing you in the night. No more sleepless night. No more walking so hard and you can't find anything out of it. I say from today, you're getting your deliverance. Amen. From today, Jesus is showing up for you. Shout hallelujah. No more playing religion. Walking so hard and yet say, what is this all about? I see you having a divine encounter with Jesus today. Hallelujah. Let's stand up in the presence of God. The scripture says, the scripture says, from verse 42, look at what it says. 42 says, and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained of God to be the judge of the weak and the dead. Child of God, people who reject Jesus today as Savior are going to meet him as judge at the end of the day. People who don't accept him today as a Savior are going to meet him as their judge at the end of the day. Which one do you want? For him being your Savior and your Lord or for him being the judge that will send you to hell? Look at your number and say, I'm not going to hell for anybody. Jesus has gone there for me. I want him to be my Lord today. Amen. And I'm not going to let no religion hold me back from missing my salvation. Say, I'm not letting religion hold me from receiving my salvation. Say, I'm not letting religion to hold me from my salvation. Because the high priest was there. God bypassed the high priest and sent an angel and said, go call Peter. How many of you want Jesus today to be your Lord and your Savior? If you do, raise your hand. Raise your hand right where you are. You want Jesus to be your Lord? Say, I do. Say, I do. Say, I do. No more playing games. No more playing games. Say, from today. Open your mouth. Begin to talk to him. Say, Lord, from today. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Lord. Talk to him. Remember, it's a, it's a personal transaction. You are in God's savings bank. You are in God's savings bank. Save your soul. Save your soul today. Say, God, I've come to you today. I've heard that Jesus died for my sins. He was raised from the dead so that I can make it. I can live and not die and go to hell. Today, I ask for forgiveness. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I ask for forgiveness. 
you know my sins. You know my name. You know my foolishness. You know everything I've done. And if you judge me according to my sin, I can't escape. Today I ask for mercy. Begin to say, Lord, I ask for mercy. I ask for mercy because of the blood of Jesus, Lord. Father, because of the blood of Jesus, Lord, open your mouth, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him, say, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Say, have mercy on me, a sinner. Say, forgive me, cleanse me, heal me, set me free. Lord God, I confess that Jesus is enough. Jesus is the sacrifice. Jesus is the only sacrifice that satisfies you. And today, Lord, I proclaim him as my Lord and my master. Say, I proclaim Jesus. As my Lord and my master. Say, Jesus, you're my Lord and my master. Say, Jesus, you're my Lord and my master. Say, Jesus, you're my Lord and my master. Let him hear your voice. Say, Jesus, you're my Lord and my master. Put your name there. Say, Jesus, I, Benny King, is declaring before you, you are my Lord and my master. Open your mouth. Say, Jesus, I, put your name there. Say, I declare that you are my Lord and my master. Say, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. I confess you as my Lord today. Say, Holy Ghost, take over my life right now. Say, Holy Ghost, take over my life right now. Say, Holy Ghost, anoint me right now. Say, Holy Ghost, take over my heart right now. Say, Holy Ghost, fill me up right now. I receive you. Say, I receive you right now. Say, I receive power. I receive power. I receive power. So I receive power to be free. I receive power to be healed. I receive power to make it in life. I receive power to worship God in spirit and in truth. I receive power not to play religion anymore. I receive power that comes from God. Say, Lord, I receive power right now. Divine enablement to enjoy my walk with you from this day forward. I receive power. I receive power right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wanted to say this because what you're saying is so important. Verse 43 of that scripture says, To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believed in him shall receive remission of their sins. Say, I believe in Jesus. Say, my sins are forgiven. Say, I believe in Jesus. My sins are done away with. Say, I'm a child of God today. Say, Christ has died for me. Christ has been raised from the dead for me. My sins are gone. Now I'm going to live the rest of my life testifying of his goodness to the world around me. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Just go on and thank you for saving me. Say, thank you, Lord, for saving me. Say, thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, look at verse 44. Verse 44 says, while Peter yet spoke these words. The Holy Ghost fell on how many of them? How many of them? How many of them? All of them which did what? Heard the word. Did you hear it? Did you hear the word? 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 If you heard the word, lift up your hand. Get ready to receive. Get ready to receive the anointing over your life. Get ready to receive the anointing. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, everyone that ever heard this word and believed it, touch them right now. 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 We hope that this message encouraged you. 
You can visit us at the corner of 7th Street and Jogi Road, Barataria, Trinidad and Tobago. We invite you to join us for our Sunday morning services from 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. You can also join us for our Sunday and Wednesday prophetic anointing services from 6.30 p.m. Thank you for listening.